All right, here we go. Welcome to this edition of the Showcasing College Baseball podcast powered by College Recruit Prep. I'm your host, Ross Hawley, and I want to thank you for spending some time with us wherever you might be watching or listening from. If this is your first time with us, welcome. Go give us a follow on our Facebook group page at Showcasing College Baseball or visit us on the World Wide Web at collegerecruitprep.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Armilla Tech, pioneers in sports communication technology. Imagine a world where every play call is crystal clear, secure, and executed with precision. That's the world Armilla Tech has created. Trusted by top coaches across North America, Armilla Tech's innovative electronic play calling system is transforming how football, baseball, and softball games are being played one play at a time. Visit armillatech.com for more information. Now on to today's episode. It's Friday, February 16th, 2024. And anyone who loves baseball as much as we do knows what today is. It's opening day at the NCAA Division I level. Hallelujah! And in honor of opening day 2024, I thought it would make a lot of sense to have a chat with one of the best in the business, head baseball coach of the Texas State University Bobcats, Mr. Stephen Trout. From a season preview on his Texas State squad to the recruiting advice he has for high school baseball players, we covered it all. Here's my interview with Coach Stephen Trout of Texas State University. All right, Coach Trout with Texas State, the Texas State Bobcats. Guys, uh, we are we are lucky enough to be talking to uh, one of the best in the business right now today. So, uh, Coach Trout, I just want to welcome you to the Showcase in College Baseball podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're uh, a week away from game day, so uh, it's that time of year where Coaches don't get a lot of sleep and uh, start stressing about button defenses and and roster <laughs> management and everything um, in the middle of the night. But uh, but yeah, excited to uh, get it going next week and uh, appreciate you having me on. So that's awesome to hear about that because you know what uh, what you said bunt defenses and I'm thinking first and third coverages. I was out at my my son's uh, practice the other day and they were working on bunt different bunt defenses and they're bunt one you know bunt two. So I'm curious just as we get rolling in this. Tell me about the real stresses about as you guys are firing this season up. I know that the, you guys always have a target on your back in this area uh, of the of the country. Um, one of the more respected programs in the country. What are the things that you stress about going into the season? Yeah, so, you know, really the, we spend the whole fall and majority of the spring, as I say, we work on the meat and potatoes every day. And that's obviously the playing baseball. And so we don't get into a lot of the, uh, the butt defenses and all the, you know, the special plays as we call them. Uh, you know, we kind of run our base defense 95% of the time. Right. And so, uh, for the majority of the year, we're just, I just want to watch our guys play and just keep playing baseball, kind of let the game come to them, just kind of let things happen. And, and they're great teaching moments when they do and, and give them the basics. And then, you know, now we're just getting ready for, you know, the, the situation, as I tell them, um, you know, when we're going to run a, a will play or a special pick play and we run that literally. 1% of the time in a button defense. And so, mm. uh, but you want to have it all in. I think the job of a coach is to um, have your team prepared for every single situation possible. And, uh, you know, if you put something on, one, they need to know it. And then two, more importantly, they, they got to know how to execute it. And so, uh, but, you know, the, but now there's so many rules now with the timing clock and, and the technology we use to get our plays in. And there's just a lot of different things that go into it besides just coming out and putting on the sign and, and getting after it like the old school days. Right. So yeah. uh, that, that's it. Just making sure you have um, everything covered and uh, you know, every inner squad, there's another play or another situation that arises that go, man, I haven't covered that yet. So I need to make sure I get in there the next day and dissect it. And uh, you know, we try to, as simple as it sounds, 
I feel like some guys still don't don't understand all the rules of baseball, like just some of the general. Like just literally the other day, I, I went back through the infield fly rule because it scares me every time coaching third base pop up. It's like, hey, what happens? You know, and I start trying to quiz them on different things. And majority of them know it. Um, it's just probably me uh, stressing myself out going, you know, if if it's, you know, 4,000 fans against AM at home and that happens, does my guy at second base freak out and take off running, right? So you just want to prepare them for every moment, every rule. Uh, and sometimes for coaches, you know, you got to go back through the rules yourself and make sure uh, you have them all. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, what we're doing right now and uh, and feel pretty good about it with a week, a week ago. Man, and you guys open up next weekend. You got a three-game set against Youngstown State. Um, and and I, I was taking a look at your your non-conference because uh, Texas State plays in the, the Fun Belt, the Sun Belt Conference, um, which is fantastic, excellent competition. But, man, I was looking at your – at your uh, pre-conference or your non-conference, holy cow! I mean, you guys, I, I it kind of gave made me nervous. Like, I know that's what you want, but talk to me about that. I mean, some of the the teams on that non-conference, Texas, LSU, uh, we got big time programs. Talk to me a little bit about your season expectations, um, and 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 what you're thinking in that non-conference scheduling stuff. Yeah, you know, ever since 2016, uh, when I came back to work for Coach Harrington, he actually. Um, you know, gave me the, the, the keys to the schedule. And, and he was like, hey, I want you to work on this because eventually you'll probably be doing this yourself and, and all the above. So I appreciate him letting me go through that um, and always getting his okay for things. And so I kind of saw how to build a schedule. Uh, the beauty of the Sun Belt is, you know, now we're not chasing a whole lot of RPI, it seems like, anymore. Uh, you know, last year it seemed like every weekend, every weekend series we're playing, you know, top 100 RPI teams in our conference. And, uh, you know, if they weren't, they weren't that far down to where, you were going to lose a lot of points. And so that's, that's been a big change uh, that's really helped out that, you know, every weekend you're not chasing points and chasing RPI points. And so, uh, but non-conference, you know, we get the four non-weeks, uh, the non, the non-weekends. Uh, we usually try to grab a team from up North to come down and play every year to get in the, get in the warmth. Uh, we've been scheduled to play in the round rock tournament, which I've been wanting to play in for a long time. Um, obviously an hour down the road, roughly get a lot of fans there and, and uh, play in that beautiful ballpark. We were having actually Grand Canyon come in in week three because we returned. We went out there last year. They were going to return the trip, uh, but Minute Maid called uh, late, late, and they're like, "Hey, we 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 lost a team. We need to add a team in. Are you in?" And you know, I, I've learned pretty quick in this business when in tournaments like that ask you to come play, you say yes, and you just try to figure it out. So, um, so I got with the other coaches that I was planning to play and said, "Hey, I need to move you back a year and, and appreciate their help on doing that." And so um, I, I forgot to ask, "Who are we playing?" And uh, they said, "Oh, you got Houston." Texas and all of you. I was like, awesome. Here we go. Let's let's go get after it. Um, and then uh, you know, we, we end with a great San Houston team, uh, which will be an old Southland Conference rivalry uh back in San Marcos. And so, and even our non-conference, obviously, we're in a great part of the country, uh, the great uh, the great state of Texas, where we're not traveling very far from midweek games. I think the farthest we travel um is up to Fort Worth to play TCU. So just a lot of really good quality opponents, uh, really close to the house. And so, you know, for us at the end of the day, we're trying to get to 40 wins, but um, you know, I feel like if you have a really good RPI, you don't necessarily have to get to 40 wins. But for me, I, I want to challenge our group uh, before we get into conference. I want to see how how good are we? And, you know, the goal of our program is to make the, the NCAA tournament. Um, and then once we get there, try to make some noise. And if you're going to make some noise in that thing, one, to even get there. But two, once you're there to make some noise, uh, these are the teams you're going to have to beat. You know, you're if you're not hosting a regional, you're probably going to go to, you know, Texas or AM. I didn't never thought Stanford, but we did that too, um, you know, so or LSU. So if you want to do that, you got to go play the best and you want to see measure up where we are. And, uh, you know, if, if you win, that's amazing. Obviously for your program, if you lose, 
uh, you learn from it and you figure out, you know, how do we take the next step to make sure that doesn't happen again? If that's on the field, if that's even, you know, from a recruiting aspect or from a, you know, coaching philosophy aspect, a lot of things go into it. Uh, but at the end of the day, to me, it's a win-win because we're, we're measuring ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Coach, uh, again, talking with coach uh, Steven Trout with the Texas state Bobcats here. And um I, I love knowing that you, I mean, I understand how you guys, the program that you guys have built there is just uh, the, 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 the type of guys you recruit. I mean, we're talking, we're, you get elite dudes, you guys are getting some dudes down there. Um, just a fantastic program. So I, I'm curious to know, um, this just this time of year, uh, what are what are your typical uh, recruiting activities this time of year? As you guys are you guys are gearing up for the season, your I'm I'm guessing your main focus is on on your guys out on the field and 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 who you got out uh, playing for you right now. But talk me talk me through kind of what your typical recruiting activities are for this time of the year. Yeah, you know, to me, I think every program that you see having success, um, it all starts with recruiting, right? You got to bring in the best players um, in the state or the best players in the country to be the best, and so we can be the we can be the best coaches in the world, but if we don't have the, the, the guys to go to work with and the guys that are uh, you're winning recruiting battles in, it's, it's, it's usually the guys that win the recruiting battles, find a way to win on the field, too. It's funny how that works out. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, at this point in time, you're exactly right. We're we're putting all of our uh, time and effort into our team, trying to figure out, like I said, our personnel, our lineups, uh, things we're doing at practice. And then, you know, at night, making making those phone calls, uh, you know, keeping up with with our high school guys on how they're doing. Obviously, they're starting their their seasons up and starting their practice up, making sure they're healthy and checking in with them. Um, we get to go back out March 1st. And so of course, a lot of junior colleges has started up and they're playing. And so you're just, you know, beating up the phones, trying to figure out, Hey, who's, who's playing well, who's not, uh, you know, trying to figure out maybe some guys we need to go see as soon as they um, allow us to go out and watch games. And so just trying to, uh, you know, look at, look at our team, see what our holes might be for next year and, uh, and try to go figure out what we need to go cover, um, once once they open up, but you know, even when they open it up, you know, besides maybe a Monday or a Wednesday, uh, you know, I, I really don't like my guys missing games at all. I want our our whole staff to go all in for every game that we have. We only get fifty six guaranteed, um, and so you know, my entire staff's there for every game, and so uh, we never put recruiting on the on the on, on the back. But it definitely, when we have a game day, my guys are there, and we're getting after it, and we're trying to do everything we can to make this team uh, the most successful they can, and then uh, go to work on recruiting after that. I love that. I love that. You know, I love the fact that you have your 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 whole coaching staff there on game base. There's some programs that don't do that. Just FYI for all you people out there listening. Um, uh, I I I'm curious how, and I know it's probably at nauseum. You you probably talked about this, but um, I'm curious how the transfer portal has affected a program like Texas State. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, right? You know, you 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 always used to always battle the the high school and the junior college recruiting and try to measure that out. Are we grabbing too many Juco guys or too many high school guys and trying to plan that out? And then now, you know, all of a sudden here comes this portal where, you know, it's just another avenue to go grab guys. And, um, you know, I think with the draft being as late as it is, it's made it um, even tougher to figure out, you know, your personnel heading into that season. And so, you know, sometimes you're signing guys all the way up until, you know, August, right before they come on campus a few wow. weeks after that. And so, uh, you know, maybe you get a surprise in the draft or a guy signs or, uh, you know, and then sometimes a guy doesn't sign or doesn't get drafted. And and then you're you know, you, you got to figure that out as well. And so there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, and so, you know, we, we use the portal exactly how we use kind of uh, junior colleges. You know, we're just trying to grab a veteran guy 
to come in and, and fill a, a void that we feel like is a necessity right now. And, uh, you know, we always want to build our program with really good high school players. Um, I'm a big fan of our high school class we have in on campus right now. We only have six of them. We kind of went smaller with it uh, because of where we were in our program at, at, for this current team. Uh, but I feel like we, we found some really good players in that. So to me, I think if if you look at it, you got to build it with high school players and then supplement with the junior colleges and the uh, and the transfer portal guys. And so uh, we've grabbed a couple every year. And uh, and so I don't think we'll ever live by the portal where, you know, we're just, you know, canning the high school guys and just going straight portal guys. But, uh, you know, you got to search through it and you find a diamond in the rough uh, or you find that really good player that, that just really loves your program. Then you go grab him and anything you do to make your program better and your team better, you obviously uh, have to go do. Man, well said. Well said. Um, so let me let me let me kind of walk this back and, and uh, just for our audience out there listening to uh, Coach Trout with Texas State Bobcats here today. Um, I'm curious how it starts with you. Like uh, and I know you you there's a there's probably a ton of kids that want to play for Texas State. But for you and your staff, um, take me through like the the, the typical sequence of events when recruiting a player, um, you know, start to finish. How do you identify him? When do you start talking to him? Do you cross-check with coaches? All of that stuff, Coach. Yeah, great question. I think, um, you know, for us, I actually really enjoy the new rules they implemented with NCAA that we can't start talking to guys till you know, August 1 of their junior year. To me, it's really slowed down uh, probably just the mindset of, hey, I can actually work on building – you know, this maybe just two classes at a time instead of having to worry about trying to build four classes at a time. And so, yeah. uh, you know, if you're out if you're out watching a game and you see a freshman play and you go, hey, that's a really good player. You're not worried about trying to get him to call you and all that stuff anymore because it's illegal. So, uh, you know, maybe you write his name down and go, hey, in, in two years, I need to follow up to figure out who this guy was. So to me, I really like that rule has changed. Um, and then, you know, the next piece for us is I feel like one of the law starts in recruiting because it's such a fast paced game. Um, is yeah, we're one, we're going to get, we're going to beat the phones up. We're going to talk to our people. We know, obviously we're out watching games. Uh, but to me, I, you know, I feel like when you get leads on guys from people you trust, uh, you know, there's something about that. There's something said for that of, Hey, you know, they're, they're, we're getting the right player. And this guy probably, probably has seen him play more times than we have. Um, and they see him at practice or they see him at games or they see him off the field. And so usually, you know, we, we've, we've built that, that up of the guys that we really trust. Um, and we take flyer on guys as well, and we're going to go see them. But to me, you know, the, the biggest key is we, we, we want to do our homework on who we're bringing into our program. And I think that's something that we do um, a great job. My staff does a great job of, of figuring out not only what what person or what player we bring into our program. Uh, you know, do we just see him on the right day or is he consistently the best player in the field mm -hmm. all the time? Or also, who are we bringing in our program? What kind of person are we bringing in our program? Right. What kind of background do they come from? Uh, what kind of, you know, what? Who's their family? How hard did they work? You know, do their high school coaches like them? Do their select coaches like them? Uh, you know, are, are they good students? Just the whole, you know, as I tell them all the time, I'm not just bringing you to my program. I'm bringing you into my family. So I want to make sure I'm bringing the right family members in uh, to go to work with because we spend more time with them in the spring than we do with our own kids and our own family. And so uh, to me, that's really important. So we're we're building a great team, obviously. But to me, I want to build a great program. And to do that, you want to build it with great people. And, uh, and so we do a lot of a lot of homework, like I said, calling um, the high school coaches, calling the select coaches. Um, obviously, if it's junior college or portal guys, we're calling everybody we can get our hands on to figure out, hey, does anybody have anything bad to say about this guy? Or, or is everybody on board? And it's, it's pretty awesome when, it, when they all check off and go, man, you're getting not just an awesome player, but you're getting a great person as well. And you're mm -hmm. going to love everything about him. 
then, you know, to me, those are the slam dunks you bring in and, and uh, you know, you try to make it happen. Man, that's good stuff, Coach Trout. Um, I, I will, I, I, I want to just keep, I want to stay on that topic here because I, I think for so many people that have this desire, okay, so I, I think most kids that play baseball growing up, they want to play big time baseball. And I think some folks, not, not to their, um, you know, it's not a negative thing, but they don't understand the, the different levels at, 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 uh, at the college level. And, and um, man, it's really hard to be a, a division one baseball player, especially at the level of a Texas state. Okay. So in a positive way, what, what are, what are, you know, what are the qualities? Like, what does it take to get your attention? Uh, the physical qualities, the intangible qualities, what does it take to kind of pop out uh, to to a Texas State coach. Yeah, I think I think if you're any if you're any you know really good program out there, and and I think the key is is in this day and age, I mean, there's so many so many talented kids out there, right? I mean, you you just get on you know Twitter or in, Instagram or anything, and you see you know 92, 93, and it's like holy cow, like well, how has this game turned into this? And it, okay. it's awesome. I mean, some people are like, man, there's too much going on. I'm like, yeah, that's why the game's at a different level than it's ever been before because he's. These these high school players, you know, they're they're more talented than they ever been, right? And and they have more resources from a young age than they've ever had before, right? They're lifting weights and they're in these facilities nonstop working on their game. Where when I played, you know, we were I was playing three sports and getting a lift in every once in a while. You felt like you got one a week. You're like, man, I'm I'm getting swollen here. So, <laughs> yeah, um, but you were just trying to figure out how to make it all work out, and and uh, you didn't have all these private, um, you know, people that were specialized in developing baseball players in the weight room, speed, agility, all arm strength, all the above. So, you know, to me, like the physical traits are going to stand out, right? I think that's the the beauty of like camps. Like you're going to see the metrics add up. Uh, but, you know, for us, we, we just want really good baseball players. And I think that's one thing that's uh, we've hit the nail on the head a lot in recruiting is, you know, the, the, the physical traits are awesome. Like the toolsy guys also, uh, the really good baseball players are the ones that make it, um, especially in the college game. And so to me, I want those guys that are just, really good baseball players. Maybe, maybe their 60 isn't a six, four, you know, um, but, but they can really play the game. And when the lights come on, they kind of take their games to that different level. And uh, so that's why we try to watch guys play a lot to figure out um, which, which guys are those guys, right? Uh, the guy that can hit it really far in BP in those, in those workouts and they get in the game and, you know, they strike out nine times and they finally, they finally square one up to me, those guys, they're going to struggle at our level. Um, and so, uh, the physical traits are, are important, but to me, we're just looking for really, really good baseball players. Uh, same thing on the mountain, right? If, if a guy's 95, that's really fun and really, uh, you know, awesome to go see and, and it's fun to to watch. But is he getting outs, right? Is he is he actually getting guys out consistently all the time? Um, and so, you know, sometimes we'll leak more towards the guy with the lesser velo uh, because he's getting more outs than the guy with with more velo. And so, to me, you're going to take some flyers on some guys and take some. Uh, some risk with guys that maybe they're high below, but you know, not not as good commanded guys. So you got to have a well-rounded staff um, on both sides of it. And so uh, to me, that's it. So that's why I talk about the intangibles of you know what kind of person you're getting a lot because there's so many talented guys. What's what's going to separate yourself? You know, off the field. You know, is it your grades? Is it your work ethic? Is it how hard you play? I mean, it's still you know I tell guys all the time like if you play really really hard, you're going to get noticed. And you know, and now you're a really good player that plays really really hard. To me, I'm like, man, I got to have that guy in my program. And mm. so um, kind of some of the old school traits that we yeah. talked about, you know, growing up, um, we st still try to live on. You know, obviously we've 
we've evolved our recruiting and, and evolved our looks because you know you got to take some of the guys that are have the you know the higher velo or or you know the intangible things. But to me, like if, at the end of the day, if you can find really good baseball players that that know how to win, good chance you're going to keep winning. There, there, that is amazing. And there's there are people that are going to be listening to this. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would cl- classify the brand of baseball you guys play at Texas State as hard nosed dirt bags. Like that is the ultimate compliment, if you ask me. Gamers, dudes that just go. Um, so when I think intangible stuff with with for a Texas State player, um, when you say guys that play the game hard, what specifically was to somebody listening out here that's like, man, I, I want to be like one of those guys. What does it mean to play the game hard to you? Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, not the. Not the false hustle, right? I think there's false hustle out there all the time. You're trying to get noticed of certain things. I just want guys that truly love the game of baseball. Mm. You know, when they when they show up to their, you know, 800th and 94th game in the summer and it's 200 degrees on that turf, they are still getting after it because they just love to be there, right? They know it could be their last day playing. And, and uh, you know, for us, same thing when they get here. Like, I want those guys that if it's our, you know, 28th day in the fall and, and uh, you know, they're, they're playing well or not playing well, I just want them to really show up to work every day and just just love to go get after it. And so, uh, you know, like our shortstop right now, Davis Powell, if you came to our practice, I mean, that, that dude, I mean, he's going to be the first one to practice and he's going to be the last one to leave. And the whole time he's there, if we're not doing something, he's literally throwing a baseball with somebody, playing pepper, believe pepper still happens every once in a while, yeah. or, or short hops. I mean, literally the guy will get across the, the on a wall and just throw a ball up against the wall and just pick it by himself. And it's just – and it's funny how all of a sudden people start seeing that and they start leaking that way toward him. Right. And to me, like that's, that's part of being a leader, but that's the type of guys we want. I want them to show up to the ballpark every day and and they can't wait to throw their spikes on and play and get after it. And when they lose, they're crushed. Right. Like I want guys, if we lose a game, like we want to learn from it, but I want them crushed because they know how important it is to them. Um, and so for me, like, I want to know that every time we, we put the uniform on practice or play, that those guys are really excited about putting a Bobcat uniform. And, you know, you're right. I think, I think for us now, our recruiting has picked up to where we're grabbing some, uh, some really, really talented guys and, and, and guys that we're beating big schools on. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel like when you come to Texas State, you still have that edge about you that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe you still got to prove people wrong. Right. And you still have that edge that you got to show up. Um, that's what I love about my staff, to be honest with you. We were all junior college players and we all played division one baseball, but we were always those guys that kind of were told you're not good enough, but mm. we all found a way to get it done. And so hopefully that leaks from our coaching staff to our players as well. Um, and to me, if you can show up on game day with that edge, you know, you've already won 50% of the battle right there showing up. Gosh, I love that. That fires me up. Makes me want to get out there, man. Um, <laughs> like, show, right? And you know what? Hey, what a beautiful time of the season is what what a beautiful time of the year is is there is there a better time of the year coach than i get i get goosebumps right now you're a week out from getting out on that field with those beautiful uniforms and and it's a new season is there a better time of the year than this no there's not there's not i sleep better at other times in the year but um <laughs> you know like i said it's just it's just you know i feel like it's such a long time from you know your last game in may or june and then you wait you know, seven months, eight months until you get to do it again. I just feel like it's it's forever. Um, and so it's kind of like, you know, you think about college football. I'm a huge college football fan. And so the last game, you know, ended, you know, in, in January. And now we got to wait this whole time until, you know, when you finally have an off day, you finally get to watch some college football. And so 
Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a great time of year. Everybody's excited. More importantly, everybody feels like your team's really good, right? How many times I've answered, Coach, how are you going to be this year? And I don't think I've ever asked the coach. They go, uh, we're not going to win a lot of games, right? Everybody's excited, right? So, um, and so you got to stay healthy. You got to have some luck on your side. And you got to have some guys step up. And so, yeah, it's the uh, it's the best time of year um, outside of June baseball. To me, that's my favorite time of year. Man, you hey, you said it too because I think of I think of regionals going into super regionals and all that. And I'll, I'll say this, uh, my boys, the 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 regional where you guys was it was it at Stanford? Was it two oh, yeah. two two years ago? Right. Um, that was, gosh, that was a special, special regional. Uh, and that was a special, you're, you're so, I, I love all of it, coach. <laughs> um, let, let me, let me gear it back towards just some recruiting stuff, uh, just for the audience, because listen, the reason why I have guys like you on the show is because you're the source, man. You're, you're the one that, uh, it's happening with you guys. So I want your advice and I want what, what you have to say for these, 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 uh, these parents, these these student athletes out there listening, I want to I want to I want to go into. I get an idea of what you're wanting. I want to go into what you're not wanting and and the red flags because I think um, you, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, the game has definitely changed, um, and I'm that makes it, you know recruiting changes. So what are what are some red flags that you pay attention to and say ah that's that's not quite what we're looking for. Yeah, you know, I, I think in this day and age, uh, you know, one of our core values in our program is selfless. And uh, to me, every guy in my locker room was the best player on the team, right? The best player on their high school team, best player on the junior college team, whatever it might be. At some point in time, they were the best player on their team. Um, and if we're truly building this to be a team, that's what I really need in my inside of our program. And so uh, to me, that's always number one, right? If you're watching a guy and and, uh, you know, hopefully watch them enough to, to where they succeed and, and to where they fail. Uh, but to me, that's important to, to watch how they fail because it's a game of failure. Right. And so I want to make sure that they can handle failure. Uh, but more importantly, the days that they're going to have bad days, what kind of teammate are they? You know, who, who's the people that even when they have an over four day, they still help their team win somehow, mm -hmm. some way. Uh, because I think, you know, there's just guys that. You know, they, they strike out and, uh, you know, they're 0 for 3 with three punches and an error and, and uh, you know, they're struggling and, and they're sitting in the corner of their dugout and all they're cared about is, is themselves the whole time, right? Or the pitcher that has a bad outing and he's put his team down 7 to 1 and he's in the bullpen down on his phone and he's not tweeting that day because he didn't have a good day, right? And so they only tweet when they have good days, you know? And so <laughs> uh, to me, that's that's important. What kind of, uh, what kind of teammate are we bringing in? Uh, because we want selfless people. We never want them to look at the lineup and go, oh, awesome, you know, I'm not in the lineup today. I get to hang out. That's never the adage we want, but we want those guys that the days they're not playing, they've got to help us win. You know, maybe they pick up a pick move on somebody or maybe just bring in some energy or maybe they're the pinch runner late in the game or whatever it might be. And so to me, I, we carry so much about our culture. Um, you hear that word all the time, but to me, it's something you live out daily and it's not something you just, you know, throw letters on a, on a shirt or on a board and, and that's our culture. Yeah, we de we define our culture, but for me, it's it's how we go about our business every single day is what our culture is. And so, uh, to me, we want guys that fit into our culture. And that's a big one for me is I want selfless people. It's a very selfish world these days, right? People, mm. it's all about me, me, me all the time. Um, and we want selfless people that you know I got to find a way to make let my team win. If, that, if that's me going four for four that day or throwing a shutout, awesome. You yeah, you're probably getting recruited because you're playing really well. But what about the days you're not having good days, right? Are you gonna be the guy we're always having to talk to about your attitude and, and your body language and and all the things that we preach all the time inside of our mental game? Uh, to me, those are important. Um, and so, 
And then, you know, the other piece of it too is, and I think you talked about the parents a little bit. Uh, we want hands off parents, you know, at, at our level, we don't, we don't deal with parents. I'll tell our players all the time. I want the, I want our parents to be, be our best friends when it comes to on the road and we see them or at home and all the above. But as far as, you know, playing time goes or this or that, like we don't talk about that with parents at our level. And so uh, at the end of the day, like if we're calling a kid on the phone, I want to talk with the kid, you know, if the parents want to be in the background, maybe for, for the first one or have some questions, maybe mm. after a visit. Awesome. Yeah, let's figure it out. But at the end of the day, like we're recruiting and we we get to coach the player, not the parents. And so, uh, you know, now you need to ask your kid question and, and know, hey, how's because I get some kids are like, hey, you know, Coach Trout called you now. What do you say? Oh, nothing. You know, so the kid yeah. anything yeah. right. Um, and so that that's on the kid. But, you know, the one that's always trying to call, you're always trying to text you and tell you how good his kid is or more importantly, the guy that, um, you know, the emails. Right. We get emails all the time. Like let the player read over their email, maybe. But let them communicate the email because I've never taken a dad's advice that his son's the best player on the team. Right. I'll, but now if the kid texts me, he goes, coach, here's a video of me getting after it. Right. Then, then that's important. Or, Hey, call my high school coach or select coach and go, you know, Hey, I was all, you know, the offensive MVP, let's go check it out. So uh, to me, we want the hands off parents. I think it's important mm. parents, the people that raise them who we're getting right. We always want to have those conversations. So don't get me wrong on that. But as far as, the actual recruitment goes and, and, you know, trying to figure out on the phone who we're talking to and, and uh, all the above let the it's, it's, it's the players recruitment, not the parents recruitment, man. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Um, because I feel like what you're talking, uh, the player you're talking about, you're describing is one that's accountable. He's accountable to his coaches. He's accountable to his teammates. Right. Um, I, I, I want to know just your, your take on, um, I see a lot of this uh, in, on social media of, oh, rise and grind. It's 5 a.m. I'm lifting and all that. I, I, me personally, I have my opinions. I'm just like, that's that's fake. I don't believe <laughs> I, I don't believe that if you have the, the time to set up a camera, the time to record yourself lifting, the time to edit yourself lifting and then to post it on Twitter. I don't I don't see that being a dude at your level. Can you talk on that at all to me well, for, our, for, our, for our audience? Yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, now, I do think those guys are going to make a lot of money one day because they know how to uh, market themselves sure. and, and all the above. So, you know, if they're making money off of it in this day and age with all this NIL stuff and, and, and the craziness, like, go, good for you. Uh, but sure. it's definitely something that, you know, doesn't go, uh, you know, it, it's not going to pique our attention because you post something every day of you taking swings, right? Like, I don't know. It's just it's just kind of probably the old school in us that we just want to know the guys that work hard. And, and usually if you promote it sometimes all the time, then you're right. Maybe it comes off a little fake and you might be the hardest working person out there. So that's kind of sure. the, the hard part of it a little bit, but um, it's definitely not the, Hey, I saw on, you know, Twitter again, this guy's taking swings again. And I'm like, well, that, that that's awesome. That that's cool. You know, but nobody ever, here, here's my thing though. And this happened in COVID. I thought this was so crazy during the COVID time, right? We're sitting at home. We can't recruit. They're playing all these games, but we can't go out. Right. And so we're getting video after video after video and like, Hey, this guy's 92, this guy's 92. That's awesome. But every time I would get a video of the guy, there was a base runner standing at second base. And Ooh. I never got the video of how did that guy get to second base? Right. Did, oh. you know, did he come with guys in score position or did he, you know, walk three guys and it's bases loaded. Right. Uh, same thing. You never get the video of the guy that punches out on the breaking ball down away. You only get the video of sure. having success. So, um, to me, like, I mean, it's probably hard to make a highlight video of yourself failing, but, uh, that's the hard part about all the social media is you never get the negative side. You only get yeah. the positive side, uh, when it comes to guys promoting themselves as you should be right. But, 
you know, that's why you can't just go off of uh, social media to determine what kind of player you're getting and also completely what kind of person you're getting. Man, that is good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Uh, Coach Trout, a couple more questions here. Talking with Coach Trout, um, Texas State. Um, I want I want to go. I want to go. Two more questions for you, Coach. I, I want to I want to go some specific advice that you have. So listen, we get it. Everybody can't play at your level, um, and and or at that level. Uh, but for the advice for, for the recruits that just, man, they want to continue their career and they want to play at the next level and they're doing it the right way and they're trying hard. What's your advice for recruits that are trying to get your attention or that are trying to get the attention of a coach in general? Yeah. You know, we, I feel like we do a good job in all of our high school camps that we had that we actually sit down and have a recruiting talk within the teams or the whole group that comes, because to me, I, I think that's part of our jobs is to inform these players on what it takes to, to play at this level, but more importantly, you know, different avenues to get there. Right. And so um, to me, I think the most important to understand is there's, there's really truly seven different levels of college baseball out there. Right. You got the four-year schools, you got division one, two, three, and NAIA, and then Juco division one, division two, II, division three. And a lot of people, when I say seven different levels, they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, yeah. go do the research, right? There's a lot of different ways uh, to go play college baseball and, you know, to get to division one, you know, just like myself, I had to walk on to my junior college before, uh, wow. you know, I ended up getting a scholarship there before I ended up playing at TCU, which full full circle is why I'm the head coach of Texas State uh, today, you know. And so there's a lot of different ways to get there. It's not just I'm a D1 player. I'm going to go play D1. And so uh, to me, as I tell them all the time, that one, if you work hard, uh, if you love the game and you work extremely hard, it's going to work out for you. You got to find the level that fits you. Um, and so how do you do that? Don't go spend a million dollars on all these camps and try out everywhere. Like have those conversations with your high school and your select coach and go, Hey coach, like I, I can't spend a thousand bucks every summer on just prospect. Mm -hmm. camps. I need to know like, where does my talent level fit in? And maybe go yeah, to my dream school once just to say you did it and said, Hey, I, you know, I shot my shot and maybe it didn't work out. But if he goes, Hey man, you're more of a, you know, junior college player or more of a, you know, whatever level player, then you can start researching those schools and go, okay, now, where, where would I like to go? And so, um, as I tell them all the time, you got to figure out what level can you play at? Uh, where do you fit in academically? Where can you fit, figure it out financially? And then, most importantly, where do you want to wake up every day, right? At, at the end mm -hmm. of the day, like, we play baseball almost every day, but there's days, Saturday, Sundays, where you're going to wake up, and waking up in San Marcos, Texas is a beautiful place to wake up, right? you got the river running right through the middle of yeah, campus, and uh, you're in the hill country. And so, but, you know, where do you want to wake up as a student? And I think that's sometimes the lost art in this, recruiting is, is where do I want to go, you know, live for the next three or four years of my life. And then more importantly, call it home. I call it, you know, it's not a four year decision. It's a 40 year decision. It's a lifetime decision. So uh, figure that out. But and to, to back to your question, I got started rambling there in my, in my camp. No, it's good stuff. Uh, but for me, it's, you know, you, you want to find the right spot um, of where you can have a chance to go play as a freshman. And there's a lot of different avenues to get there is if D one's baseball is your, your, your in end all be all. That's where I want to get to. Like I said, it might take you, walking on to, your, to a junior college before you, you, you develop good enough to get there. And so everybody has their own path. Um, you know, your best friend's path might be different than yours, or it might be different than your parents' path. And uh, you got to create your own path. But I do know this, if you don't work hard, it's not going to work out for you. And that's what I tell people all the time. If you don't love it, if you don't work hard, you can be the most talented guy out there. It, it, eventually you're going to get passed up and it's not going to work out. So uh, if you work hard enough, they can find you a level to go play at. And uh, then what you do with it is, is what you do with it. Man, that's great stuff. Um, 
if if from a from an operational perspective, let's say I'm interested in Texas State and I want to I want to play for Coach Trout and the Texas State Bobcats. How do I go about telling you that I'm interested in you? Do I email you? Do I um, do I come to a camp? How do I get it? How do I get that attention? Yeah, I think there, there's multiple ways now. Um, and so, as I tell them all the time, you know, any any D1 program, their emails are going to be on the on the on their website. So get on there, shoot them an email. Um, I always say when you shoot an email, like make it simple, right? Like obviously, if you're a sophomore or a freshman, we can't respond to you except with a cat flyer. So don't get discouraged. But, um, you know, if you're a junior or senior and you send an email, like obviously tell us where you're from, uh, your high school, your, uh, you know, put your coach's contact information in there, your summer coach's contact information in there. If you got stats, awesome. But, you know, I've, I've gotten stats before and they were not right. They were not, they were made up stats. And so any, any stats or any accolades we get, I'm going to go double check with, with, you know, those coaches and go, Hey, is this, is this true? Right. Is this guy really, you know, this velo or, or these numbers or whatever it might be. Uh, the beauty of iPhones now, you don't have to do anything crazy to make a highlight video. You can, you know, mom and dad film you right there and you can plug that into in there with some music and there's your highlight video, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously there's, there's people out there that do that for you, which makes it easier for everybody. And so, uh, but add that in there and, uh, and then send it out. And so, you know, email is a good way. We do get a lot of them every single day. We have to decipher through them. Probably at the least case, you're going to get a camp flyer to try to come to camp. Um, but outside of that, the other parts are, uh, you know, um, you know, on social media, I think that's a, a, a simple way. I prefer people DMing me more than tagging me because when you, when you get tagged, of course you get all the likes and, and all the above. And a lot of times they attach, you know, 10 or 15 other schools as well. And it's like, well, okay, he's just throwing himself out there, which is completely fine. But when a guy sends me a direct message and go, Hey coach, I'm interested in your school. Here's my, uh, here, here's my video. You know, now I'm like, okay, I'm probably going to be more tentative to watch it because he actually sent it to me. Um, and if he's legal to contact back, then I'll reply and go, hey, man, I appreciate you sending that to me. You know, we'll, we'll see you down the road. You know, obviously, if he's younger, then I won't respond to him and, and go from there. But to me, that's even more uh, of an impression of sending it to somebody more one-on-one than um, the other one. I don't know how many emails I've gotten, though, that goes, Coach, I would love to go to um, Texas A&M University and play for – you know, you and I'm like, well, I'm at Texas State, so obviously <laughs> oh my gosh. you didn't edit the email that you're sending to everybody, which I get, right? You're going to send a wow. bunch of emails, but, you know, just take your time, decipher through it. And so those are usually automatic, you know, sends to the trash. Sure. Um, so, but, uh, but no, that's wow. when it comes to, to reaching out. Wow. So. Wow. Good stuff, coach. All right. Last question I got for you or last, um, I guess, comments I want to grab from you specifically. Advice for parents. I know you touched on a little bit earlier, but there's going to be a lot of people out here, a lot of parents out here listening, just trying to do right by their kids. Um, What advice do you have for parents of student athletes going through the recruiting process? Yeah, I think, I think uh, do your homework. All right. Do your homework. So uh, with, with internet today, all the resources out there with, you know, recruiting classes and uh, you know, I get asked all the time, how many guys y'all do you recruit high school compared to junior college compared to portal it's all out there, right? All the information's out there on these websites where you can look at recruiting classes um, and figure that out. Um, you know, I think it's important. I got two younger kids that hopefully eventually down the road, maybe they want to be go a, go be an athlete and figure it out. But to me, like, I want to make sure who I'm giving trust to my kid to as well, as far as putting the, the trust in them, they're going to develop them, not just on the field, but also off the field. And so mm-hmm. what kind of people are going through their program and, you know, kind of where do they end up type thing. And, and, uh, and so to me, you know, doing your homework as far as, uh, you know, wh- who you're who you're trusting to take over your child for the next three or four years. 
um, and getting after it. And so, um, and then, you know, on, on game days in, in the, in the summers or high schools, like, you know, same thing, like you're representing your kid. And so, um, you know, how you act in the stands, if you're, if you're yelling at the umpire every five seconds, I'm like, goodness gracious, what's he going to, what are they going to say to me when I don't play them? Right. So, uh, you, you represent your kid. Um, as we tell our guys, you represent our program in everything you do. And so same thing, I want the parents to, you know, represent the kid the same way or their family to represent the kid the right way. Um, and all the above, but at the end of the day, just, just do your homework, um, you know, figure out which programs that, that you really trust. Um, I do tell people all the time in these, in these, um, in these, you know, showcases you go to, make sure you're getting your bang for your buck. Make sure, you know, if you're, if you're going to that, that school, make sure the coaching staff's actually going to be there to evaluate your kid. Right. Um, and what other coaches are going to be there. And so, um, you know, just make sure you're doing your part, uh, to make sure I get it. It's, the camps are expensive. The, the, the tournaments are expensive. It's all expensive. I just went to a gymnastics meeting last night for my daughter. And I'm like, we got to have some more camp. I gotta <laughs> we got to buy more shirts and all this stuff. It's, it's wild. But, um, and so I'm, I'm getting into that. So if you're going to put that money into it, make sure, uh, you know, you're doing your homework and, and putting the time in yourself to, to lead your kid down the right path as well. And trust your coaches, like trust your high school coaches, trust your select coaches, uh, put your trust in them to let them, they're going to lead you down the right path. Cause there's a lot of really good coaches out there. Uh, they're going to truly help you and they're in it for the right reasons. Man. I love that. Well, coach Trout, uh, again, I just want to say thank you for, uh, you know, talking to us today and, and giving us your, your insight into the world of, you know, college baseball, college recruiting, uh, for the time that we had. So I want to thank you. Uh, and, and I want to say this, you can follow coach Trout on X at Trouty 16 and follow Texas state baseball on X at Tex TX state baseball. You guys know where to find them. Your kids are good. Um, so I transitioned to the X like a week ago. So uh, any, any parting words for, for, for our audience coach? Yeah, no, I just uh, love college baseball. Love guys like yourself that try to promote it. Um, I'm a big fan of, of college baseball. It's a beautiful time of the year, as you talked about, but, uh, to me, it's such a fun sport, and and uh, you know we're about to go on a minimum fourteen week ride, and and it's, it's as fun as it, it gets, and so I'm excited for it. Um, you know, just all the game days experiences, the fans, the crowds. Um, and you're exactly right. Like I, I grew up as a kid. That's why I got into college baseball is because of regional, super regionals, and eventually mm -hmm. Omaha. And I've uh, never been there, and that's the goal. Um, every day we wake up, and so it's uh, it's a beautiful sport, and I uh, can't wait to get this going next week. Hey. Awesome, Coach. Hey, we'll be pulling for you. This audience is going to be pulling for you. Good luck with the 2024 season, and thanks again, Coach Trout. Awesome, Ross. Appreciate you. All right. Take care. I want to thank Coach Trout for taking some time to talk with us today. Go give him a follow on X at Trouty16, and be sure to follow his Texas State baseball team on X at TX State Baseball. You can watch Texas State open the season against Youngstown State. This weekend on ESPN Plus, and we wish the Bobcats the very best for the 2024 season. I'm your host, Ross Hawley, and on behalf of the Showcase in College Baseball podcast, I want to thank you for listening. Be sure to follow the Showcase in College Baseball group page on Facebook or visit us at collegerecruitprep.com for more of our podcasts and content. We will see you next time.